And it's time to talk travel. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. And Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. And today we have a special guest, Sally. We certainly do. We're very lucky. We have Millie Brown from Scenic. And she's here to tell us about the delights of European river cruising. And firstly, today we're going to talk about a very popular route from Budapest to Amsterdam. And of course, all these rivers, as we've said before, Jane, have been like a, a charmed life and they've been trade routes and before we ever had roads. So they're, they're fascinating journeys to understand. Take. So I think Millie might fill us in on some of the delights on one of these typical journeys from Budapest to Amsterdam. Yeah, thanks Sally and Jane for having me on today. It is my pleasure to be here to talk about our uh, river cruising. So travelling from Amsterdam to Budapest, you'll find yourself travelling down the Rhine, Main and Danube rivers through continental Europe. You'll travel across five countries, stopping at 15 ports along the way. And some of those ports, I'm sure, will be fascinating in themselves. Do you have a favourite? Yeah, I do have. Um, oh, maybe not a favourite because I have quite a few favourites. <laughs> but Passau is definitely something very special. Oh, lovely. And, of course, you've got Salzburg there as well, haven't you? Or Salzburg, yeah. I should be saying. <laughs> With some great opportunity to experience those rolling hills of Austria and um, step back in time to that timeless movie, The Sound of Music. And Regensburg, what do we have there? A medieval old town, is it? Yeah, that's right. And in a lot of these towns, um, you do actually get the opportunity to stop and see these towns with the locals with some guided sightseeing tours along the way. So with, I guess, river cruising, it is very different to an ocean cruising vessel. They're Mm. much smaller, a much smaller scale. There's no seasickness because you are sailing down the rivers and you do have a much more intimate experience than you would have on those ocean cruising vessels. And with doing that in Europe, it's a great opportunity to only unpack once. Of course. And how many would the maximum capacity be when you say it is more intimate? I mean, we know some of the cruise ships can have up to 3,000 on them. So how many max passages would you ever have on any river cruise, would you say? Yeah, that's right, Sally. It maximum would be around 160 passengers. So that is very intimate. Very, very intimate with our river cruising. And the cabins or staterooms or suites, whichever you like to call them these days, they're far more um, advanced than they used to be. And I think they're actually, for the size of the vessel, they're still quite spacious. Yeah, they are very spacious. The lead-in cabins on river cruise vessels start at around 15 metres squared and can go Mm. up to right up to around 40 metres squared on some of those bigger cabins. Right, fantastic. Now, the next thing, what can they do if they're people that really like to be active, even though I know you can get off very frequently on a river cruise, what sort of options do they have once they're ashore? Of course. So on shore, there are guided sightseeing tours. Mm -hmm. There have also some free choice experiences as well. So they can actually go off and do things that suit them and Mm -hmm. focus on the things that they want to see and do. And they can also... um, Bike ride. So they have a great opportunity to use bicycles on board the river cruise ships and go off that little bit further into the towns and see that little bit more as well. Which is quite a fantastic thing to do. And how about the food on board? The food. Well, you will not come home hungry from a river (laughs) cruise experience through Europe. The food is absolutely amazing and an abundance of food as well, from room service to buffet meals to fine dining a la carte as well. Wow. Now, this journey that we're talking about from Budapest to Amsterdam or vice versa as it does, what is the duration? 
So it is a 15-day river cruise and you're travelling through five countries, stopping at 15 ports along the way. So you are constantly off the ship exploring new and exciting towns and villages. Or alternatively, you could be sitting there at sunset with a glass of champagne watching the world go by. That's exactly right, Sally. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) So a wonderful experience to be had. And of course, they've just become such a popular thing for Australians to do at the moment, river cruising. It's really just grown and grown and grown. So we're getting more and more rivers and more and more vessels that we can cruise on. So it is quite an amazing journey for people to undertake. And And you're right, you never hear anyone come back and actually complain after they've done a river cruise. No, that's right, <laughs> Sally. It is it is a fantastic way to see. I, I would think any part of the world where it has a river, yeah. I think there should be vessels on those rivers to see all of those towns. Fantastic. Well, we'll be back in a moment to talk about another part of Europe, France, which is in my books, you know, me, Francophile. So I'll be looking forward to talking about the spectacular south of France. And to a new RFM, 21 past one. We're talking travel, thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King, and we're exploring some of the delights of Europe and honing in on one of the most beautiful cities in the world, I think, at this stage. We're doing this, of course, with Millie Brown from Scenic and, of course, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. Yes, well, we're starting in Paris now, uh, the city of love and the city of light, as it's called, and such a beautiful city it is. So, Millie, take us on this journey through France. Yeah, so starting in the beautiful city of lights, Paris, of course, there is no better way to start a spectacular south of France journey. You are starting with uh, one night in Paris. You venture down to Dijon aboard the TGV high-speed train. So it is a very quick trip through the beautiful, spectacular um, northern part of France. Arriving into Dijon, you have a beautiful... Um, sightseeing tour of Dijon with, of course, a tasting of that famous Dijon mustard. And there's nothing like their Dijon mustard. No, when I was there, I actually tried, uh, they had a special and it was a truffle-infused Dijon mustard. It was divine. To die for, no doubt. And then where are we off to after Dijon is beautiful. I went there last year on the barge cruise as well. And then you've got Bone, which I loved as well. Yeah, that beautiful heritage-listed city of Bone. It is truly spectacular there. And again, you will get the opportunity in all of these cities to experience them just like the locals do with some mm-hmm. sightseeing tours. And we're going on then to Macon. Yes, and we mentioned the food on board earlier um, mm-hmm. without, with any river cruising experience. It is always a five-star quality food and south of France is absolutely no exception. Beautiful food mm-hmm. and absolutely amazing wine, of course, being of course. in the wine capital of the world. Yes, and just out of interest, I'm just asking you this, with the food, do they actually have all the food on board before they start or do they source local produce along the way? It's definitely sourcing local produce along the way. And Mm -hmm. with um, some river cruisers, you do actually have the opportunity to go shopping with the onboard chef to help you to experience those um, where they get that produce from along the way. Yeah, now that's fantastic. It's always good to know that you're assisting all those local producers I think and and eating their beautiful produce as well which is really quite fantastic Uh, and Lyon 
another lovely city. Lyon is absolutely spectacular. Sailing into the heart of Lyon is something very special for anybody to experience with their wealth of bridges and beautiful castles that grace that canal is absolutely beautiful. Fantastic. I must admit I have never done that. I've been to Lyon but I haven't experienced that way. I might have to uh, put that on my bucket list I think. Um, And then Tournon. Tonon is a great opportunity to get out there and use the bicycles to see that town mm. and the beautiful castles that Tonon has, including the uh, Tonon. Um there's a castle there somewhere. There's a castle everywhere in Europe, yes. isn't it? You don't have to look very far. <laughs> That's exactly right. And this one has a historic wine cave to experience as well. I think it might be just called the Tonon Castle, but that will do for now anyway. Um, and then Vivier. Yeah, Vivier, a great opportunity to explore some beautiful wine in this region through Vivier or perhaps a bike ride to mm-hmm. some neighbouring neighboring villages as well. I've noticed there that's where the Valrona chocolates come from. So if there's a chocolate aficionado out there, they'd like that, I'm sure. Bit of a chocolate tasting is never off the table. Never, never, never. Um, and then after that, of course, the famous Chateau Neuf de Pape Avignon region. Of course. So you've got everything in this region from wine to beautiful national parks to um, the fantastic Avignon Pope's Palace, which Mm. is absolutely a delight to see and something that anyone going for Avignon should make that extra special trip. Oh, you couldn't miss that. I agree with you. And then you've got an opportunity to go to the Pont du Gard, which is the most famous of obviously viaduct, and also then to Uzay, which is a beautiful medieval village where I have spent a week a few years back, and it is delightful. Yeah, Sally, it, it really is. And that is fantastic. And then, last of all, I suppose, or almost last of all, you're going into the Camargue region, which is famous for its national parks. Yeah, that's right. So you have the opportunity to visit the 60-hectare bird park, which is situated there, to see many of the different bird life that um, do... Um, call that um, National Park their home. Um, Or you can also visit um, a lavender museum and a lavender farm um, near to this region as well. So lots of opportunities for all sorts of experiences. And then lastly, we've got Tarascon. Yeah, so this is an opportunity to, I guess, visit the World Heritage uh, listed side of Arles, uh, which is absolutely striking and produces some amazing wines, of course, being in France. <laughs> like everywhere, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> That's that interesting? Right. And then finally, you finish up in Nice, and I guess you can then have some extra time there if you wish before you continue on to wherever else you want to go. Yeah, so you're finishing right down near the Mediterranean Sea. So it is an absolutely uh, fantastic opportunity for anybody to spend a little bit more time in perhaps Nice or Monte Carlo or even making that little bit of extra um, way down into Spain and visiting Barcelona is also an option in this region as well. It's not too far away at all. No, it's not. And these days with all the fast trains, we're very lucky that we can get around Europe a lot more speedily than we used to be able to. Look, So thank you so much, Millie, for coming on board with us today and giving us a little bit of a taste of some of these river trips in Europe. I thank you for your time. Thank you, Sally Lucas. (laughs) Thanks, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.